about three and a half weeks ago, maybe not even that long, because I can no longer tell time or count, um, maybe four weeks ago yesterday, we decided, whoops, we forgot to decorate the Christmas tree in the worship center. What shall we do? Why don't we invite people to stay after and do it? And instead, this whole spontaneous thing happened during the last song. The children came forward of all ages, and some of the children were not really children. They were our children. They belonged to us. Of all ages, shapes, and sizes, actually Norm is, uh, Norm is well, in any case, it doesn't matter. All ages and uh, group came forward and during that last song put all the ornaments on the tree. And in the most ordinary way, they made an extraordinary experience. I watched it happen and it was glorious. It was glorious. Now you see, when I think about Christmas, all of the glory that we put on Christmas is in retrospect. On that first night, it was a scared pregnant woman, her husband, giving birth in a pretty foul-smelling place, a stable, to their firstborn child. And in the midst of all of that, all sorts of other craziness may have happened, but nobody else in town had any idea what was going on. Didn't make any difference at all to any of them. It was so ordinary and normal and everyday that anybody could have walked by and missed it. And those are the places where God appears. Those are the places God appears. You know, we spend a lot of time every year, and believe me, somewhere starting right after Memorial Day, uh, all the Christmas decorations start going up in the stores. Pretty soon it's going to be right after Easter, but we haven't quite got there yet. You know, all the Christmas stuff goes up because we need to spend all this time making this celebration into something extraordinary. We're going to bake unusual things, things we don't bake during the rest of the year. We're going to gather folks together uh, in a way, maybe not all of us do that, you know, uh, but, you know, there's all this extravagance and extraordinary reality that we create uh, because we want this to be extraordinary when every moment that we take a breath is itself extraordinary. It's a gift from God. Every moment is grace. Now, I don't want to take away from the birth of Jesus. Don't hear, you know, that's the whole reason I got a gig. You know, uh, no birth of Jesus, no job for James. I don't know what I'd be doing now. You know, uh, trying to sell Kirby's door to door, and we know that did not work out for me. Did not work out at all. Kirby vacuum cleaners, those things are real good suckers. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, the birth of Jesus is unbelievably powerful and amazing and ordinary. You see, God takes the ordinary in our everyday lives, the breaths we're breathing, the small children decorating the Christmas tree, the friends around the table, the family that we gather with, and, and makes it extraordinary. Because, you see, our God is all about relationship. If Christmas says anything to you, 
It ought to say relationship. It ought to say it about your family and your friends and people that you care about. But it also says it about the very God of the universe because God wanted relationships so badly and wanted to feel what it felt like to be one of us that he took human form, poured the eternal Christ into a crying baby. And I don't care what a weighing in a manger said, you know, the cattle are lowing, Jesus wakes up, that baby's squalling. I, you know, I'm really nice, that's really romanticized, you know, quiet baby Jesus. I don't know, any of you parents uh, have babies wake up just, oh, I'm so happy to be awake. I was asleep and boy, yay, woo. No, it's wah, wah, wah. You know, it's a, I need someone to hold me or to feed me or to change me or to do something to me. And you've got to figure it out because I don't have words yet. You know, that's Jesus. That's the way Jesus came into the world in the most ordinary of ways. God showed up and needed to be held by Mary. And Joseph, her dad, his dad, needed to be held, needed to be changed because he couldn't do it for himself. The God of the universe couldn't change his own diapers. Because God is born in the vulnerability of our everyday moments, wherever we are. When we break bread together, when we smile at one another, when you're kind to somebody on the street, Christ is born again. You see, we, we, we make it into a one-time-a-year event, and that's where we fail. Because we can sing Christmas carols every day. I, I won't make James and, and Megan do that. You know, uh, we've already seen there's a little friction when they're doing that kind of uh, not passing off the cue. I'll be hearing about this later, by the way. Uh, but uh, the truth is... Um, we could sing them every day because once Christ became one of us in the person of Jesus, he's born again and again in eternity in every single one of us that allows space for him. And When you look at your neighbor, when you look at your friend, Jesus says even when you look at your enemy, when you can learn to see Christ there, then you know God. And not just here, but here and here and here. And with these here. You see, this is the most ordinary of nights. Although we don't have services normally at 7 o'clock on a, an evening anymore. We used to, Saturday nights, but we don't. So this is very extraordinary. And you've gone out of your way to be here and share some cool goodies that people have made, hot apple cider, maybe a cup of coffee, because everyone needs the lifeblood sometimes, you know, to flow through their veins. Uh, but we've gathered for this special night to remember just how ordinary everyday life is and how God shows up in that ordinary place. So I want you to make this extraordinary. Because I want you to remember Christmas. I want you to remember all the gift that it is. I want you to remember that God loves you so much that God became one of us. And we tell that story again and again every year. But I want to read it to you again. 
and listen to the details and the ordinariness. It gets a little extraordinary when the angels show up, you know, and everybody's scared to death. I mean, you know, I don't know what angels look like, but they're not those pretty little blonde things that float on your Christmas trees, because if they showed up, uh, we'd all be happy, you know. I don't know, but, you know, uh, whatever they look like, they guarded God, so they were pretty serious. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. The first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest house. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding the sheep at nights. The Lord's angel stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. <laughs> Look, I bring you good news. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was there with the angel praising God. They said, glory to the God of heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the, the shepherds said to each other, hey, let's go down right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about the child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, everything that had happened just as they had been told. Bethlehem's nowhere. I don't know if you've been in some of those small towns where you drive through and there's no stop sign, there's not even a stoplight, you don't even know you've been in town, and you're gone. In the first century, that's Bethlehem. Shepherds were complete outsiders. They lived out among the sheep, watched them day and night, keep the wolves at bay, the lions at bay, the bears at bay, whatever was coming to eat the sheep. They were outsiders. Nobodies. Who did the angels come and tell? Nobody. And sent the nobodies nowhere to see the ordinary birth of a child that was amazing, that was to change the face of history. You know, we live in interesting times. And the world needs a little light now and then. Maybe a lot of light now and then. And in the most ordinary ways, you can provide that light. Whatever your work is, do it to the best of your ability. Whomever you love, love to the best of your ability. 
wherever you shop, shop and love the people who wait on you to the best of your ability. When you eat, enjoy the food that you eat and celebrate how ordinary it is to just have something that you're used to having and to have food itself. And celebrate that in the most ordinary way, God shows up in a baby, nowhere, to nobodies, people even like us. How amazing is our God and how amazing is our God's love for us. And that's Christmas. That's Christmas. Ordinary becomes extraordinary.